We welcome you to our study of Philippians here on the Radio Bible Course. We're in chapter 3. And in verse 17, Paul writes, Brethren, join in following my example, and observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. For many walk of whom I often told you, and now tell you, even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their appetite, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their minds on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory, by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself. This passage contains contrasts which help us to understand the differences between right and wrong living as believers. We have Paul and his friends. They were Timothy and Epaphroditus. They were given as examples of how Christians ought to live. And on the other hand, there are many who live as enemies of the cross of Christ, not like those two men. The enemies have set their affection on things down here, whereas the servants of Christ have their minds on heaven, waiting for their Savior. Paul did not live by rules or a legal code. His was a life of grace, a copy of the life of Jesus Christ, and that's what he holds out as a pattern. Now, people who have their minds set on earthly things, Paul regards as enemies of the gospel. Oh, there must be many enemies then, because just to listen to so-called Christians pray indicates that they want more of what this world has to offer. They want fame. They want fortune. They want security. They want a bigger house or a bigger car. Their minds are not like Paul's in heaven. They don't consider themselves citizens of heaven because they act as though this is the only life they will have. Some of them, with good intentions, are trying to change the world to make the world here better. Well, friends, we're going to leave this world. Jesus Christ promised to come back to take us out of this world and to take us to a better place. And it's after that when he will return to defeat his enemies and set up a kingdom down here. But he doesn't need your help to build his kingdom. No place in the Bible are we told to build the kingdom for him. He's able to do that. We don't have to conquer any real estate. We don't have to defeat any enemies of the cross. We need to preach the gospel and let God's timetable come to fruition. In due time, Christ will return and take us away. And until then, we ought to be looking at our passports. It says you are a citizen of heaven if you believe in Jesus Christ. Now, Paul in verse 17 writes, Join in following my example. Was Paul an egotistical fool when he made such a plea? 
Not many of us would tell others, follow what I do. Well, why did Paul so speak then when he wrote, join in following my example? Well, I think 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1 explains it. There he wrote, be imitators of me. But he didn't stop there. As I am of Christ. Ah, that explains it. Paul wants us to follow his example because his example was after Christ's example. No, Paul is not an egotistical fool. Verse 17 has a pronoun at the end. It says, walk according to the pattern you have in us, not in me. He was emphasizing not only his own life, but those undoubtedly of Timothy and Epaphroditus, who were described as totally unselfish servants. We read that in chapter 2, beginning with verse 19. His exhortation to the Philippian Christians is, walk according to my example, copy me, or copy us. Now, if you wanted to do that, what would you change in your attitude or behavior? If you considered only this chapter, you would see how Paul abandoned everything, everything religious, in order to gain Christ. Oh, and he had plenty of religion. He knew the law backwards and forwards. But to gain Christ, oh, he wanted that more than anything, as he expressed it in verses 9 through 11, when he said, Oh, I want to be found in him, in Christ not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. Now, if you look ahead in your text into verse 20, you get a glimpse of what Paul's mindset was toward this life. He put his citizenship in heaven far above his Roman citizenship, he had his mind on where he was going for eternity. And he expressed it to the Colossians when he wrote to them in chapter 3 of that epistle, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Imitate Paul and Timothy and Epaphroditus. Why? Because their attitudes toward serving Christ were very different from most men who today claim to be servants. Paul adds something else in verse 17. He wrote, Mark those who so live as you have an example in us. He is urging believers to identify those who are worth copying. That's the meaning of observe in verse 17, or mark. Mark those in the King James Version and the re Revised Standard Version. If we don't follow the superior examples of believers, we may end up being like the poor examples. I still remember the words of Dawson Trotman told to us in a conference following World War II. Dawson Trotman was the founder of the Navigators. 
And he often told us, when training a man in the word of God, keep him away from churches. Because he may want to imitate the average church member, and then he wouldn't grow in the word. If you keep him away from those people, he may think that everybody who is a Christian memorizes scripture, studies the word of God, reads the Bible continuously. Well, that's good advice. Because when a young Christian comes to our churches, he doesn't find too much interest in the Bible, at least in most churches. Now, let's get personal for a moment. Are you the kind of a believer that younger Christians should copy? Am I doing anything that is an example for others to imitate? How about this area, learning the Word of God, or being gracious and loving. Can people copy you in that regard? Or in making an effort to explain the good news to other people? Are you an example? Or in teaching a Bible class for younger believers? Have you ever done that? Are you an example to other Christians? An example that they will desire to follow? Although most Christians won't pay the price to copy the best examples, some will say, I like the way that person lives. I like his priorities. I'm going to copy him. Now that's valid according to Paul, because who Christians see is more powerful than who they hear. Some believers are examples as helpers, others in showing love and sympathy, others in giving of material things. Copy them. I am today what I am because of many other Christians. They have blessed me. They have been examples for me. They have taught me how to love, how to be unselfish when I was stubborn and couldn't seem to learn those things. Now, not many of the Philippians or the Romans were imitating Timothy. They should have. And if they had, Paul would not have written Philippians chapter 2, verse 20 and 21, where he said, I have no one like him who will be genuinely anxious for your welfare. They all look after their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. Timothy's worth you know, how as a son with a father he has served with me in the gospel. Look also at the example of Epaphroditus in chapter 2, verses 29 and 30, where Paul said, So receive him in the Lord with all joy, and honor such men, for he nearly died for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete your service to me. I have been pointing to human examples here. Why not urge instead that we follow Christ? You can do that. Read the, If you want to follow the life of Christ, read the Gospels. They tell you all about his life, what he said, how he acted, how he reacted. And you can learn how to please God among religious people because Jesus is the perfect example of that. When you do that, however, don't you feel out of place imitating Jesus? 
You can't read men's hearts or perform miracles or walk on water. Jesus was God in human flesh. But Timothy, Paul, and Epaphroditus were men with a sin nature like us. We can more easily identify with them. And so when we see how they are commended for a life given to Christ in these epistles, we are urged to follow them. There is a problem in copying people who call themselves Christians, however. Can you think of any you could recommend to a young believer and say, follow that person, live your Christian life like that person? Well, when we get looking around, we can find more people that we warn young Christians about than those we can command. And that is sad. Even in the so-called ministry... There are not many good examples. There aren't very many good men to follow. Men that you can measure by the scriptures and say, he's doing it like the Apostle Paul. Now here's something which may interest you. One of my friends is teaching a Bible class on the book of Revelation. And he does his study in that 20 to 30 minute drive to his office every morning. He studies by listening to tapes. The Radio Bible Course has some 25 short courses on cassette tapes so you can study the Bible at home or in your car or perhaps while you're walking. All of these cassette tapes are listed in a newly printed brochure which we'll be happy to send to you free. For your copy, ask for teaching tapes. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calavota reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.